Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We'd love to interact with all you guys. And we are back. Took a little breather. We got to sometimes. Sometimes you just need a little break. Um, but we are back again, and we had asked this question a couple times uh, in the past. And today we're going to give you some of our answers. And that question is, what would you do to improve Halloween Horror Nights? I know we love this event. We love what it has to offer. But I think there's some stuff out there that, if they went in that direction, if they wanted to, it would become an even more elaborate spectacle uh i I think maybe it's just me on some of the things that i have but um me and seamus have brainstormed a couple different i think ideas that we think could add to the event a little bit so that's what we're gonna uh that's what we're gonna discuss today we also have some in park hhn stuff to talk about before we get into that um but yeah that's what we uh that's what we got we're back at it on the airwaves as they so as they say we're here. We're back. Um, let's be honest. We just, you know, there was nothing to talk about last week, so we just didn't talk about anything. Yeah, we but, were really. Yeah, we I was really banking on an announcement, but I'm sure that will come after we announce release yeah, this episode. Well, as I was going to say, we, we are recording this on Wednesday night, not Thursday. So if you're listening to this, you know, Friday morning, and you're like, "Well, we didn't talk about blah 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 blah," it's because we probably <laughs> didn't hear about the blah 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 yet because it's not Thursday. But I am surprised we haven't gotten anything new since the uh, third house announcement. It uh, seems like it's been you, a but... yeah. I, I feel like they came pretty quick, and then there's been a little bit of a gap. And because we are getting so close, I mean, we are very we are very close to August, which means we are less than a month away from HHN. So we're 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 definitely you know the light is in at the the light is at the end of the tunnel. So we're we're almost there. So I mean, I I'd expect it. Like I said. Uh, very similar to last year. I feel like we got one big IP announcement left, and then we're going to do that big announcement somewhere in the middle of August where they release like all their originals, all their scare zones, their two shows, and they just kind of throw it all out there. But we'll, uh, only time will tell. So we'll see. Yeah, I, think. I mean, I guess I'm more surprised because we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit. Not that there's a whole lot to talk about, but you know, they are starting to put some actual stuff up in the parks. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone yes. listening has seen the pictures. So I'm just surprised that they haven't released more than they have. And they're now beginning to put like actual stuff in the park. You yeah. I mean, like, I, I guess I just feel like they would have already started kind of like dropping more hints. But who knows? I mean, they do their things their own way. So I guess we'll find out soon enough. Hopefully we see something drop, you know, within the next 24 hours at least. But 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the. Uh, I have a beer. I don't know. I'm sure you have a beer as well. But um. Yeah, it's nothing. I'm, nothing exciting. It's <laughs> all right. I'm going to be cracking into uh, New Belgium's Mountain Time. It's a premier lager. Uh, New Belgium, of course, is a, a bigger brewery out in uh, Colorado. I think it's Fort Collins out out there. I think that's what it's at. Um, yeah, New Belgium. Four, is pretty big. Yeah, four point four percent ABV, zero uh on the ibu so this is just gonna be i expect just like a clean simple lager i'm sure it's gonna taste great i'm sure it's gonna be pretty simple but uh the reason why i picked it is because it was the first one i grabbed pretty ties in pretty much with the episode <laughs> yeah i mean it's better than what i've got so <laughs> so i'm gonna crack into this thing i haven't had these before i think pete left these at my house after wrestling so i'm finally cracking into the donated beers <laughs> shout out to people pete. people uh support our podcast by leaving beers at our house and i inherit them and use them to talk about and drink so let's uh cheers and i'm gonna take a sip and we'll get into some hhn stuff why is it that i can't find the spec map version three I can find two and one, but I can't find three anywhere. <laughs> but if you have that handy, could you text that to me? Yeah, yeah. You can I can tell we're not in the same room for this episode. No, we are recording remotely. Are All right, remotely. so that was good. Life. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the beer. Um, it is very simple. There's like not a crazy amount of stuff to it, but it's 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 there. That's for sure. So, yeah, as you mentioned previously, there are is some stuff out. Out and about in the streets. Uh, not a lot, but there, there's something there. Um, Enough and, stuff for people to talk about, that's for sure. Yeah, and I can't really tell exactly where it is, and I'm assuming that the reason why you wanted me to send that picture is to see what that scare zone is. I want to see what they have for scare zones and just kind of like maybe see if are they on to something. Is there something they could kind of, you know, match up? And I think there's one that kind of matches up with it in a way. Yep. But, I mean, obviously the stuff that they're building is pretty generic and i don't mean that in that in the sense that like oh it's boring it's just generic in the sense that it's pretty common amongst yeah it's it's a it's a setting you know like what we we have out there is the is you know the base and then you know or the foundation and once we get going with horror nights it's you know it's the scare actors it's the little bells and whistles that they put on that really set things apart and right now we're looking at a lot of just red brick structures they look almost like chapelish cemetery well, yeah they look like they look like crypts yep like you put a body in it and i think what's on the spec map for that for that scare zone fits it pretty well i think i would think um yep, so, so obviously that was vampires from vampires yeah previous scare zone but uh, it's just it's, but it's just vampires so yeah. that obviously that's pretty pretty you know pretty generic pretty general the stuff we're getting looks kind of crypt like. I mean, I guess you could kind of tie it together a little bit. What I'm wondering is because it's in that that area, they tend to like to do more flashy dance type, but not dance, but like more like flashy over the top type stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, like the, very performance like heavy. Yeah, so like the like in 2019, it was the um like the runway the, vanity ball, vanity ball, yep. and you know last year it was the movie set you know, action one. Yep. So uh, my guess is that don't expect, even if it turns out to be, you know, something to do with vampires, it's not going to be just your general old, like, Oh, 
here's a vampire and there's a vampire. It's going to be something flashy, something entertainment based because it's in that part of the park. So yeah. I'm excited. But yeah, there's really very little information about what's going in there. Very little information about what they're building. And it's very general. So it's not anything you can make a huge um, leap on. You just kind of like throw, you know, throwing darts in the dark at that point, kind of coming yeah. up with ideas. So we yeah, have no idea could... what it is. I'm sure you yeah, don't you have any put... ideas what it is. So. Yeah, no, you could put like any characters or characters in that setting and, and it would probably fit. You know, it's it's very base level, you know, not not the detail or the the actual structures, but just like, you know, we're looking at a setting, you know, that doesn't tell you too much um, in this in this instance. Sometimes it does. If it's an IP and they put something out there that's very distinct, you know, we can it will kind of give it away. But this is, you know. Yeah, I, and I wonder. I don't think we're getting an IP scare zone I wonder, there. I wonder too if you know how like last the, the last year's event, like things were getting put up and pretty obvious as to what they were. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of they didn't do as much like protecting. So like when scary when the sign for scary went up, I thought it was relatively early, and people saw pictures and stuff like that, and was pretty much well, like, pretty much confirmed that there was going to be a scary house, and then yeah, obviously they had to release something to kind of confirm that, you know, one hundred percent or confirm it for real. But I just wonder if they're being more coy with everything this year to try to like prevent some of that from happening, because they really haven't released a whole lot other than the three uh, IP houses that they've dropped so far, and I think one of them was kind of. Trump, like it, it was it was like they had to drop something because if they didn't like yeah people were gonna start throwing so right. out there <laughs> right so i don't know i think that maybe they're being a little bit more specific with making sure that only certain things are released mm-hmm. and maybe who knows who knows maybe they're not gonna put a whole bunch of identifying things out until closer to the event but they have begun to start putting up like the trust work and stuff too right like because i haven't been there in a while yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it in person, uh, but there have been light fixtures in the Central Park area uh, put up. So they're they're definitely starting to get some of the rigs up in certain areas. So it's it it's slowly getting there. This is about the same time last year when we first started seeing those barrels out in Seek and Destroy. It was it was like mid July, mid to late July is when stuff started to roll out, uh, and they're right on the same timeline of of that. So I'm I'm curious too because now that like that MIB tent is gone. You know, people did have access. They could see that that scary sign. Um, you know, with a lot of the other houses, they're kind of deep in the park. So you really can't see them from where you're, you know, technically allowed to be. You know, the two back tents to the right of MIB, you can't see them from within the confines of the park. Right. You know, the parade houses, you can't see. Part of the reason why they're not putting one there this year is because of that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if you knew where to look, I mean, it was pretty open. So, mm-hmm. you know, they couldn't really put a whole anything, any any major facade out there without like it being <laughs> shown to the world. Yeah. So, should we get into some of these uh, horror night improvements? That by all means, you know, I only have a couple like outlandish ones, but you know, I'll let you kind of drive the drive this bus, and I'll and I'll throw in my two cents <laughs> wherever I feel like it's warranted. Yeah, I'll throw a couple out there, um, and then we'll hear a couple of your eyes. We'll go, we'll go back and forth and just kind of spitball off of these because I have some that are some realistic, some that are a little bit more far fetched. I think these are all within the realm of doable. Um, there's nothing like crazy, and I obviously didn't um, 
go the route of just saying, give me more houses, give me more zones. You know, I tried to think, I tried to get a little bit more in depth with a couple of these things. Um, but I'll start at the bottom because <laughs> the, the last ones I, do, I did were me just scrambling for ideas. And um, just as you were talking and mentioning, you know, announcements, um, it kind of triggered something for me that I, I would personally enjoy. I don't think, or I don't know if many people would be in the same mindset as me uh, when it comes to the announcements, but I would love, I, I know obviously you have to like announce your IPs and you have to make your steady announcements and drive traffic for ticket sales and stuff like that. But I really would love to just like, I mean, if they left in one original, if they announced that there was 10 houses, but only gave us like nine names, I would love for one house to just be like a complete surprise for the time for opening night. Obviously, after opening night, people are going to know about it, but it gives that opening night a little bit more like I, I, you just get a little bit more excitement because you're like, what? what is this one mystery house? And you have to like run over to the queue line just to see the little you know wait time uh, nameplate just to have an idea of what that house is. And I think for me, like I love that like mystery aspect of it. And you know, a ninth, a 10th house, like original, is that really going to, is that really driving the ticket sales? Is that what's going to put you over? And it's really for only opening night because after that word will be out there and people will know what the houses, all of them are. But I, I like the idea of having some sort of mystery or even the scare zones. Like who is buying tickets primarily off of scare zones. Like, do I need to know what the scare zones are called or what they are? I think I personally would have more fun walking through and, and like running to the next one just to see what it is. So for me, a personal improvement would be like leaving some stuff out of the announcements and waiting until that opening night. Yeah. Um, I don't see, I mean, it, it would be hard for them to like, do that i think i think with the way the world is these days especially with like internet and everything else it's so hard to keep things under wraps i mean look how hard it is for them right now yeah to try to prevent things from being released before they actually want to release them um i think that being able to keep, especially scare zones to be able to keep people from really seeing anything it would be really really hard plus they would have to consider maybe like waiting to like prior to opening night and putting all the major pieces out which yeah. is probably physically nearly impossible so it would be cool i think as far as like um just the experience but i don't know how much for me personally i don't know how much it would improve the event i mean yeah. whether i know about what's what it is going into it or not i don't really think it changes my ability to enjoy it any more than i already do um I think from from my from my perspective for houses specifically, um, and I'll get this out of the way because again I think this is just more for me and maybe for certain people but not for everybody is I would I I want more IPs I I mean I'm sorry not IPs um originals yeah. I, I would rather just a ten original event like don't give me yeah. any IPs like I don't need IPs and I, and again that's not a popular opinion I'm sure so don't at me <laughs> um, I think because I, I think I that it, would like, be yeah, I think that would be the opinion of like most people that listen to our podcast and that are like true HHN people. I'm sure there's a handful yeah, of people that listen I'm that. Sure a, I mean, I would say a handful of people. Maybe not. Maybe not everybody. Or majority. I think the majority of people, like the regular general public, want those IPs because, again, they're a nice like it's it's a nice little balance between having some you know movies and TV shows and things like that that we love mixed with some really great original ideas that you can't get anywhere else. 
Um, I just tend to have more fun with the original I, oh, original houses. So oh, yeah. I think you and I are of in the minority of our audience that thinks that that would be a great idea. Again, that's why I don't think it's really necessarily an improvement at all. I think for me, it would be cool, but it doesn't improve the event. I think the event is yeah. still what it is, regardless of whether they have a Halloween house and a Stranger Things house versus having 10 pumpkin <laughs> pumpkin Lord houses. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just think that like, I, I think that because... HHN consistently has an original as the best house of the year. I really think that like that says something. I think that says that they don't necessarily need to rest so much on an IP. Um, I think that, yeah, it definitely helps with sales and that sort of thing and getting people into the park. But I don't think that if they were to say, if they were to say one year, Hey, look, we're just going to do straight 10 originals. They're not going to lose a whole bunch of money. Like they're not going to lose a bunch of um, event goers. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll affect, I, I don't think it would affect the ticket sales really maybe a little bit, but not, not so drastic that they would never do it again. Or they would like rue the day that they cho- chose to do that. Yeah. Um, and besides for those that are like, you're an idiot. Why, why would you even come up with it? <laughs> don't worry. They're not actually going to do that. I'm just saying that for me personally, I think that would be a kind of a cool thing to do. Um, maybe in my eyes, improve the event a little bit because you know, you don't, you're not wasting you're not wasting a house on a potentially good, probably meh house because they had to fill an IP. Like, I, know, I keep beating a dead horse, but Texas, like, yeah, I mean, it was good for what it was. Didn't hate it, but I feel like if they had put a better, more original thought or original idea in that spot, maybe have, you know, a better experience. But that's just me. I'm sure a lot of people went through Texas and was like, this is amazing. And I, I totally respect you for that. I just, I think that's where I'm looking at it as where it's like, I feel like sometimes they have to kind of fill a spot for a particular IP that they might have rights to, or have to kind of do where mm-hmm. they could have potentially done another original and blew everybody away with it. But yeah. I don't know. That's I think just it's, my, my, my quick thought. It'd be such a funny financial gamble. And it's a funny thing too. Cause like, you know, we, we always say that the IPs are what drive people to the event. And I think that's true in a sense. But then like when those people go, like say somebody this year is like, well, Halloween's coming. I'm going to Halloween Horror Nights to go through Halloween. And then if they get a chance to go through every single house, I bet if you ask them what their favorite house is, I bet it would be an original. You know, like those years, were, you know, th- you know, Stranger Things and Ghostbusters sold those tickets. But what was their favorite house? Probably Graveyard Games. And it's, it's, it's funny because that, but then those same people that you polled and asked them what their favorite house was with an IP included, if you asked them if they would go to an event without IPs, they'd be like, no, no way. That's ridiculous. Cause I think, Probably. I think yours and my take are the ma- majority of our listeners. I think the listeners that love HHN, um, you know, would, would take originals over IPs. But I think, you know, think of how many people go through the doors of HHN you know, a small fraction of them listen to us. I think those like mainstream, you know, like maybe they're, they just come like once, you know, that their, their deal is the IPs and that, you know, they love them or whatever, but that's like, yeah. I feel like the true fans that listen to the podcasts that look at this stuff year round and actually like are part of the community, love the originals. And then the IPs are, there's those, they're just like the come and go, like, goers I, I don't know i don't have a term for them but I, I i feel like they're more nonchalant with the event i don't i don't disagree with that at all i mean again i i think the only thing you and i disagree with is i i don't think it's as big of a 
percentage of our of our audience even though they you know they're like us they're huge fans yeah i think i don't think a lot of them would give up the ips for all originals i I think that maybe give up one or two ips for an original like my thought would be like you know i would maybe like maybe when i'm more along the lines of thinking and i'm just not thinking it out loud is (laughs) to improve the event maybe do you know have those one or two big ips that's going to draw in the the public and then have the mm-hmm. remaining eight be originals like is there a reason we have I'd to be do fine with five that five ips and five originals or, or whatever it ends up the number ends up breaking down to but it feels mm-hmm. like they're kind of split in the middle yeah and again we've talked about this in the already in the, in the past in the past few episodes is you know Rumor is we're still getting the weekend house, and I and I I am excited for that. And I guess in a way you could look at his as kind of an original idea, I would think, because he's mm-hmm. not really a horror property. He's a he's a musical artist, yeah. and he happens to have dark imagery, but it's still an original idea. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's considered an IP. So, you know, not necessarily saying his house specifically, but you know what I'm saying. There might be certain yeah. IPs that. I think are there just, I've already said it once kind of there as a, as, as something where they kind of like had to do it in Mm -hmm. a way. And maybe they're giving up a really good or potentially really good original idea that they can't put in there because they don't have room for it. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. But again, this is all, obviously this is all just kind of a thought process. Like this isn't necessarily something that they're actually going to do, but no, no. Um, my next idea is definitely personal and it's <laughs> I just want less black t-shirts. Uh, I love buying all the Halloween Horror Night stuff, but come on, man. I have black I think 99 I just every shirt I have is like I know. Black. I know I'm the same way. Like I think and it's fine, but like my t-shirts are black. I just want something different. Like I like I I've been changing a lot. I used to wear like only black band t-shirts. Um and like I just I love color I love the pop of it um, and like I would just love more turn options. Yeah, all right. Well, you turn right. thirty and you're trying to be different. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I definitely hear you. I I don't I don't necessarily think that you're. It's just a personal thing to you. I think a lot of people agree with you. I think that they need to do a little bit more. Be a little more creative. Be a little more out there. Like obviously with some of the IP stuff, they probably have to follow a very strict guideline with those. I'm sure they don't have mm-hmm. a huge. A gigantic room to change designs. I'm sure they have to come up with something and gets approved by the studio, whoever led them the rights to the characters. Um, but I have to imagine that color is is kind of a choice, you know. So you're, you're right. I think that you know have your standard black you know t-shirts because you're going to have those. You can't not yep. have a black t-shirt of some kind. But maybe maybe do one or two that might be red or yeah. It just seems like every single one they put out white. is just a black shirt with their lo- the logo of yeah. whatever IP. I mean, is. I'll admit, I mean the only care, but the only color t-shirt that I don't particularly enjoy wearing is white, just because they get so dirty and disgusting and turns yellow within like oh. a year. So I don't like, like white shirts now. Yeah. So like basically anything anything more of a, a, a darker, richer color, but not necessarily just black. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I, it's true. I, I do need to probably expand on my my color palette when it comes to my clothing. (laughs) Um, Another idea that I had um, expands a little bit more towards city walk. Um, And my idea would be, and I don't know if I don't think they necessarily have ever done it to line up with HHN, but I thought it would be cool if they started showing um, like more horror movies at the Cinemark, like either during the night or like at three o'clock. 
So like you could go catch Ubi at three and then go to Horror Nights. Yeah, that would be kind of a good idea. Or like, or just do kind of like what like Enzian does. We've talked about them in the past. Kind of do like Mm -hmm. a week, like you know, opening week. Do like horror movie nights. So like, yeah, you you could do like like, the IPs that you get. You could show you know Halloween. You could show yeah, um, like some of the old monster movies. I know that the monster movies don't line up to to which one we're getting but you know you could reshow freaky you could reshow the black phone and you could directly tie it to your event which kind of expands you know expands the radius of hhn but but not really well if you notice a little hiccup in the episode it's because my power decided to just go out while we we're in our recording so we'll just kind of pick up from where i was mentioning um my last suggestion, which was just horror movies being shown at Cinemark. I'm sure you heard most of that, but we'll we'll kind of pick up the dialogue, I guess, from where, where, yeah. we, where I mean, we were it's there. It's a great idea, and I am <laughs> totally on board for this idea. They, they really should do some sort of like week-long or just event-long Halloween extravaganza. Just show classic horror movies. And I'm sure you can't get the rights to everything, but like, you know, try to do the ones that, you know, you have in the park or... I think it's a great way to also like for someone that like maybe haven't this is crazy to think about, but there might be certain people that haven't seen every IP you have. Mm -hmm. So being able to like maybe show those so they can maybe go see it the night before they go to the event or the night they go to the event, see it, then go in and do the house. I think it's a great idea. And I mean, I've only seen this because I had friends um, who owned a movie theater back home and we did a private screening of this for some of my employees at one of my my last jobs is I'm sure most people haven't seen Halloween 1978 on a big screen. And that's a well, right. Exactly. A fun yeah. experience. You know, like, it's we just haven't obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure we have, but like, yeah, not in the sense that like we didn't get to see it at the time because we were. born. Yeah. So that's no. So, point. I mean, I saw it as a like a, a, a favor from friends that I got to watch it on a big screen. But I would say most people haven't. I'm sure most people would would go to it, even if it was like in the middle, like even if you did like a 10 o'clock showing or like an eight o'clock where you could go to HHN and that'd be perfect for us. We could go stay and scream, catch some houses at eight o'clock or seven 30 when it starts to peak, go catch a movie, cool off and then go hit the park until it closes. When we get out at like 10, yeah. um, I think it'd be a fun way to like expand HHN without really physically expanding it. Um, you know, you just have to draw people over to city work and you could do right. like, uh, you know, it, it could be like $5 tickets or something like that. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. I would but... also, I mean, kind of going along with the city walk idea, and I'm sure you may have, may have thought of this, or you're going to bring it up, but I think maybe encompassing city walk a little bit more just in general into the Halloween mm-hmm. nights vibe, um, decorate it a little bit, you know, sell some of the food and the drink that they have in the park. You know, you don't have to yep. do everything, but do like, like do like, you know, it might drop people that, into it. Yeah, that's, that's my point. So, like, do things that, like, you know, do a few things that kind of, like, give them a taste of what's, like, inside the park for the event. And then, you know, have music playing, kind of like what you're saying with the movie theater. Have, like, maybe clips of movies going on that screen that's above the Coke station. Um, yeah. Just kind of, like, build it up a little bit more. Because I think I don't think you really get it until you start walking into uh, Universal. Like yeah, you, no. that's when you get the music, you get the big banners and stuff like that. Even if they do it just like on that side of the of City Walk, like if they don't want to do it with all of all of the uh, all of the um like stores and stuff like that, but like just maybe take a spot closer to the entrance of the park and maybe set up some drink stands or set up some food stands and kind of be like, 
you know, give people a taste of what's going on. Cause some people may not even know what it is. I mean, yeah. it's crazy to think about, but like, it's true that a lot of people may show up just to kind of do universal for the, for a week yeah. in October and not realize that there's an actual huge horror, like Halloween event, um, going on at night. Um, so, you know, that would kind of give them like a little bit of a, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. Um, cause you no, know, a lot of people don't, they don't watch commercials. They don't pick up reading material. Like, I mean, they may, they, they may get told if they ask a cast, me- a cast member or, or an employee, but like no one's going out of their way to be like, Hey, just so you know, it's horror nights tonight. You know what I mean? So like, I think it's, a, it'd be one good way to like kind of get every get everybody in the mood. And then I think they could also start stuff out there while they're getting the park set up for Halloween horror night. So in the transition time, when yep. they transition from, um, daytime to the to the event and if you're not inside already for stay and scream at least giving people that are stuck outside waiting to get in like some of that same vibe you know what i mean like have the music going have some food and drinks from the from the from the event inside and that sort of thing uh and get people just kind of pumped um want to go with one of your ideas because then my next two kind of have a similarity not not really in a sense of what they are but um We'll get to why they're similar. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. The only other thing I really, I really have was kind of like a jokey <laughs> idea okay. until the end to tell you. But um, I'll, I'll put it out there anyways. No more chainsaws. You want to improve this event? <laughs> Stop with the chainsaws. Like I get why you use chainsaws. I understand why you use chainsaws, and I'm sure this is also a very um, heated opinion that people are going to yell and scream at me about. Scream <laughs> at me about. But I'm just tired of the chainsaws they're not scary people running yeah. at you with a chainsaw doesn't scare you i mean yeah i guess some people are affected by it but like it's more annoying than anything else um yeah or at least if you're gonna have chainsaws make it make sense i'm sorry yeah. tron tron saws are not chainsaws it's just weird <laughs> like i know you have to have to fill the space where the simpson stuff is so i get it i'm kind of just being facetious and being an idiot so i, I get it <laughs> that's totally fine but like i just i i <laughs> I just, well, it's, oh it's, God, I would love to go to an event and not have to like have a chainsaw going in my ear. Well, there's other objects that can facilitate that, you know, and, and they're simpler. You know, they have like at Hollow Scream and stuff that they used to use back in the old days of HHN were like little can shakers, just like yeah. little cans with like rocks in them that make a lot of like, you know, a loud noise quickly. It's, you know, it's a simple thing. Um, uh, one thing that I thought was cool was in um, Hollow Scream, they had people with like, shovels which fit the characters or whatever but they would drag them on the ground and it would like kind of make sparks like and oh, that's it, cool. you know it and it's that's not cool like idea. it's it's not like it's gonna ignite anything you know but it is a cool it's a I hate the sound it's like nails on a chalkboard but you know they they deliver the same effect of that sudden sound and, and it is overdone imagine if they had the same house at or same scare zone at hhn every single year people would ask for something different when there is something that you know, could replace it. That does that, that creates That's the same the effect. I feel like, and again, this, this is again me being a little bit more serious with my crazy, stupid idea. But I think that it's it's an easy it's an easy space filler for them because they already mm-hmm. have probably like fifteen to twenty like chainless chainsaws that make noise, so they can just say, "Oh, we need scare actors in this part and in this part." Yeah, of the plot. here you go. Grab this. Right, here, have a chainsaw. Go revit at people i just i don't know i i'm i'm just so over it and i think that's part of my problem with the texas chainsaw house was that like oh my god more chainsaws like i, I yeah. get it they're, they're they're a staple of halloween now because of that movie but i just i feel like it's like 
of all the things of how creative and how amazing and talented they are at, at, at Universal Studios to pull this stuff off, you know, when it comes to this sort of thing, it's just like give 10 tall buff dudes a chainsaw yeah. and, you know, have them go run around the Simpsons area. Like I would rather them just not have anything in Simpsons. Just turn the <laughs> lights down, have the music going, sell, sell the, the beer at, at Duff Gardens and that be it. Like there's really zero reason to have them there. I, I don't know. I just, that's just me. Maybe I'm, be, maybe I'm just being, you know, overly critical about something that probably shouldn't be that critical about, but I just, I think it's the, that's my one, that's my one pet peeve of the event, to be honest I think with it's you. It's a fair take. I, I don't know. I just, I, I, and how, how much does it improve event, improve the event? Probably not at all. But I, for me, I just think that I would be totally fine with that kind of disappearing a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> All right, so my next two, uh, the reason why I said that they kind of go together um, is because they were done in the past, they, you know, in the, the olden days of HHN. These were done, done to some extent, um, and I think it would be interesting to see them bring it back. Uh, one being that they would take the current rides, or whichever ones were open, or some of them, not all of them necessarily, but they would do them as like, they would make them over into like some sort of Halloween style version of it. You know, it doesn't have to be any crazy extent, but since this is a free for all, I would say do it with crazy extent. You know, you can do like have despicable me open and like, you could have it all fun. All you have to do is just film a new video to slap on the screen. You know, you could do a Halloween themed Jimmy Fallon. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be bloody or gory. You know, it, it's still Jimmy Fallon, but it can be, like a Halloween version of it. You know, E.T. is there. Just pump the fog up and like turn the lights red. You know, it doesn't have to be a crazy extent, but a, 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 just a little variance on the, on some of the rides that are open would be fun. Uh, on Rip Ride Rocket, like change all the songs to like, you know, like Monster Mash or like just like Halloween style you know songs. They don't already do that for Rip Ride Rocket because you and I have not ridden it during the event. We, we're very anti riding rides at ATH yeah. for some reason. I don't but know that they don't. Do we not know. Do we know if they do or they don't? I, I don't know if they do. I, I don't think they do. I, I, don't, I don't think, think so much over is done to rides nowadays. But that's a great idea. I think that one, I mean, honestly, that's the most doable one is like just add spooky music rather than just the traditional pop music that you usually get with it and yeah. allow people to listen to like, you know, horror movie themes or things or things like that, or monster mash, or like you said. Um, but the other part of it, uh, although it's a great idea just to play devil's advocate, because that's my job on this, this podcast <laughs> devil's advocate to your ideas is that um, I think with a lot of those rides, my guess is that the rights holders or the people that sold them the rights to certain things. Now they probably own some of it, but not all of it to the point where even though like, I don't know if I'm sure that minions is a, is a universal studios property, but like we already know that there is a difference between universal studios, like the movie company and universal studios, the theme park. So they would have to allow them to do that. I think Um, I would, I mean, I, I would go even a step further. So for like, do, do it for like the video rides, like you said. So like, Jimmy and, and minions and things like that. And rather than do a separate video altogether, just take the same property and make it Halloween themed. Like I'm surprised. Yeah. That that's what I meant. Yeah. 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 Minions, like a minions Halloween. Type yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Like just kind of in uh, the same right. sense of that ride, but like, yeah, kind of like theme it after Halloween. You can do like a Halloween. Like I'm honestly surprised they haven't done that. Cause I feel like they would be 
they would get behind that. Even Jimmy Fallon would get behind that. Like have Jimmy do like a special like Halloween episode. Yeah. Of, of his show for that particular ride. And then have him when you're flying to New York, like have it be all spooky and weird. And um, even if it's just like dressing up the characters that are in that video as like costumes, like I would yeah, like, just put, see- you know, <laughs> put the, um, the roots in like a Halloween costume, yeah, like, like a skeleton costume or, or something. I forget. I forget the guy who does like it's Jimmy Fallon. Like put that dude in like a bride costume. Like that would be yeah. great. Yeah, like, like, you have to like the race. Done that? That's not like a race through New York, but like now, a race through the graveyards or something yeah, like I think, that. I think part of the problem is, and they probably have to think about how they would re- rework the logistics. Is the the lines tend to go through some of those rides? Yeah, so, like, Jimmy Fallon does a line for a house. It mm-hmm. goes through there, but I mean, I can only imagine that the line for the ride wouldn't be that bad. No, especially but, if they did a, a mul- multiples of them. You know, there's more attractions open now. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Because so, it is funny that like the only rides that are open are the roller coasters, and one is already themed after a movie monster. The so mummy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's um, and then the other one would be. Adding more like street shows, and we had talked about this. I think with um, I think Tim had brought this up from RIP tour. When we were on theirs, we were discussing this. This this is the hill that he is planning to die on. (laughs) Yes, Um, but more street shows in either scare zones or vacant spots because you can prop up stuff um, in other spots that aren't necessarily scare zone oriented. And what those shows may be, you know, again. Uh, who knows? I didn't think that in depth about this stuff, but you know, you could do different well, I mean, little acts kind of, or yeah, individual kind of actors a little bit more in the past. But I think that if you think about like what um, lights, lights, uh, lights, cameras, action was last action, year, yeah. like do stuff like that, but more in depth as as a, as a show element. Like, don't just have a character on a stage, but mm-hmm. like take some of those elements and make more of a, of a show out of it or, or do what you did with um, zombie land and add more of those showy type elements to scare zones. Like yeah. there's, I think I feel like there's more they could do. Like I like, so last year with Tara Crentis and, and I know they probably had some level of, you know, of character acting type stuff with the Terra queen and that, big like device at the at the entrance of the scare zone but i don't think they really did a whole lot with it and they didn't push it enough like no. you should really have like like make these scare zones come alive a little bit more like give speaking roles to certain scare actors you know what i mean like yep. don't have it just be a whole bunch of starcraft just moving and stuff moving yeah. around and trying to scare people like you can have that like have that keep that but at the same time, like do more in the scare zones where you give more speaking roles, like Vanity Ball. You had the guy that was talking while you were walking through and, 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 and announcing the different characters that came out, like stuff like that. Like, I feel like just having a bunch of people in costume trying to scare you is 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 OK. But when you're in a scare zone specifically, um, it's hard to get that level of ah uh, type scare because that you're out in the open. That claustrophobia yeah. that you get in a house isn't there in a scare zone, except potentially maybe um, where Terracrantis was last year in Viking Undead. Like that area is a little more enclosed, and with the fog, it's definitely hard to see. Um, they definitely did tone down. I mean, that's an, that's another improvement. Tone the fog down a little bit in that part. Like don't make <laughs> in it some so areas, foggy yeah. that you can't see crap. But yeah. the point is, is, point being is that maybe in the scare zones, add a few more elements 
a few more entertainment elements to it. Like, you know, give certain characters a, a speaking role or do what you did with uh, Zombieland and have kind of like it on like a, on a voice track and make it look like they're actually acting. Um, yeah. At least it would kind of break up the monotony of the scare zones. I think a little bit, if they did something like that. And, and yeah. of course, and I like, think, Oh, go ahead. No, no, continue on the scare zone. Cause I have one yeah, more. I was going to say, I think that, you know, on top of that, just having shows throughout the, the park would be great. Like I, I think that they, they were missing that Rob zombie zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're missing that felt like a party musical party zone. And I think they need that. They need to like differentiate the different scare zones, but then add in those stage elements, add in those show elements to kind of break up the monotony a little bit and kind of give people a reason to want to go back to them. I guess is my point. Like last year, I felt like last year's event, although they were well done, well put together, no shade against people that did all the work there. Cause we, we have friends that work on those. Um, yeah. It's not that we, not that I don't appreciate your work. I think you do a great job. I just think that last year specifically, it was a, and, and again, this could be because of COVID and everything. They didn't have as much time to put things together. I just feel like there wasn't enough to differentiate all of the scare zones and make me want to go back to them experience and experience those, you know, as for what they are, I guess is my point. Yeah. Um, and on, on top of like the show aspect, you know, the whole stage um, kind of in front of Rip Ride Rocket is fairly vacant besides sometimes yeah, throwing videos up there. You could do a stage show on there for that long queue line while people are yep. waiting. It doesn't have to be anything yep. extravagant or anything down, like that. Just like a, re- a continuous. That's a good point. Like a, a good, just a continuous show. A, yep. a continuous something going like every every 20 minutes they come out and do something. Yeah, do like a little five minute thing or a little ten minute thing or something. You know, yeah, just something quick. Something. But it's just you know, you you could use that stage. It's there for you at your yeah. disposal. And you know, maybe it's. Like, oh no! Go ahead. I say maybe it's a maybe it's a staffing thing. You can't. You don't want to get as many people on staff, and it's hard enough to get characters. But like, it, it's Probably, there at your yeah. disposal. Just but it, I mean, it could yeah. be used in a perfect world. If they have enough, if they have enough staffing to hand fifteen people. A chainsaw. <laughs> Chainsaws. I think they have enough. I think they have enough. You know, they have enough room to like bring in some act, like some additional actors, and have them do more of a, um, you know, more of a, uh, you know, an open speaking or open, you know, just bring in some more. Like, I don't know. It's hard. To, I don't want to because this is making me sound like I'm just down, bad dogging the event because like it's still amazing. But like, I think there's so many things when it comes to that particular aspect that they could do that would make it a little bit better. Cause think about it. You've got a whole bunch of people coming in and for the most part, they're going to be standing in line and waiting to get into a house. So they're going to wait 45, 50 minutes to an hour, maybe longer to do a two minute house. Yeah. So like you need to kind of like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be things outside of that that kind of keep them there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, obviously yeah. there are people that are going to want to do, all 10 houses in a night. So they're going to run through and they're going to wait in line. They're going to do that. And they're basically going to be their night. But there's a large majority of people that go like us that may go two, three nights a a week, or, you know, they're there for a week and they go two or three nights that week. You know, they're not going to do all 10 houses in in a night. Like they're going to need some, Mm -hmm. some reason to kind of break up the night, do some things. And, And obviously the food and the drink is a, is a great start. Like I think the food last year was a great idea. And mm-hmm. one of the other improvements is to improve on that. And we'll get into that. But um, as far as the show elements are concerned, that stage in front of Rip Ride is a great idea. Like put something up there. Some people are standing in line out that way. They can kind of see some things that isn't just 
commercials for the for the event. <laughs> like if you think about it, yeah. last year when you were waiting in line for Pumpkin, they were just projecting commercials for the event on the side of the yeah. and that's and that's again that's fine. That's I mean, it, but that's but that's just it. It's it's just it's fine. It's not like it's wow, that was a really good idea that kept my interest, that kept me from not getting <laughs> bored. Yeah, here and waiting. Um, so like, do more with that. There's other things you can do. I think that maybe a little more entertaining. Yeah, and you just segued uh, perfectly into one of my <laughs> other ideas. So I'm going to skip to that idea. Um, okay. and go Sorry. there because no, no, it's it's a great segue because you left the door wide open. Um, and it, and I guess you could maybe loop it into the whole ad uh, shows and scares and stuff like that. Uh, but I think it's a different idea altogether. And I and what I would like. Um, and what you were sort of mentioning was I would like using maybe the front portion of the queue line where it's like all huddled together and you're getting close to the house. I would like to use that area and, and expand the house uh, without, you know, expanding the actual structure of the house. So putting either characters out there or, or starting to build some of the setting like like a scare zone, but only at the, the outside of the line area. So it kind of immerses you into the house a little bit before you get into the house. Um, yeah. you know, I think graveyard games did a great job of this where they didn't have like stuff outside, but they had the video playing that was kind of explaining mm-hmm. the story a little bit. Yeah. I think that's yeah. something really fun. Um, you know, the facade of puppet theater is cool. Cause you can see it. Um, and the reason why, like, I like that one so much cause there was a, a good amount and you think of that, like initial walk, like you walk up towards it, you walk to the right. That's cool. I would like some of the houses to be extended in that sense where, and I guess maybe you, you couldn't for some of them because, you know, dual lines, they're close. So you don't want like, there could be confusion of what house you're going into. But I think there's a way to expand the house externally without making it an internal part of the house, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think you make, you bring up a good point. I think at least not, I mean, maybe not necessarily last year. Again, we have to chalk up a lot of last year again to, the circumstances surrounding it. I think that they yeah. were stuck kind of throwing a lot of things together. So maybe we're just, you know, thinking more recency uh, bias in the sense that like, you know, compared to last year, you know, a lot of things are much, you know, could potentially be better, but mm-hmm. um, you're right. I think that like they they kind of did it a little bit with event with, with um, 29 with yep. obviously, the videos that they were projecting, they were a little bit more in depth, a little more going on, like obviously outside of um, graveyard games. And I think they were doing something outside of the Universal Monsters House that year. Um, and, and I think last year they did do that with Hill House. They kind of projected some of the stuff from the TV show on on the wall going into yeah. it. So there are things that they've done. Uh, I do think that it's a good idea to maybe potentially have not maybe not a ton of scare actors, but maybe have a few people as you're kind of getting ready to go into the house. Like don't have them too, too, too interspersed amongst the queue, but like closer the, you, you get to the entrance, like have some people kind of out there preparing you for the house or getting you ready to go in the house, that sort of thing. Like yeah. kind of like, you know, maybe not scaring you, but like adding that element of kind of um, like absorbing you into the story and getting you ready. To yeah. Go into the story. Yeah. And that's one of my things too, is like a lot of these stories, like the, the stories of these houses are so, so elaborate. And sometimes you don't fully get the gist of the story, you know, like look at wicked growth. 
the whole story of it was, you know, these these witches are conjuring up the spirit of Halloween and they need X and Y to create the pumpkin lord. And as you go through the house, you know, the vines grow because they're growing pumpkin lord. And at the end, it's kind of the birth of pumpkin lord. A lot of that was told to us on the tour, not necessarily from us going through the house and picking up those pieces of the story. So I think it would be cool, even if it's just one character with like a talking part that sort of sets the the mood or sets the tone and, and kind of elaborates the story a little bit for what you're walking into. Um, you know, Tooth yeah, Fairy did a cool job where they would like, they had the story like being told over the speaker. Um, and sometimes yeah. like with like Chainsaw or Halloween, you don't need to tell the story necessarily. You know what we're getting, but with originals, right. it's fun to like explain it a little bit more. Yeah, I think that you're, I think, and this could be maybe just, us thinking more along the lines of some of the backlot pop-up tent houses because the queues for those are relatively open. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot going on. You just kind of lined up queuing by like their break huts and that sort of thing. Their their meeting huts and that sort of thing. So it's not like there's a whole lot going on back there. Um, like Puppet Theater, for example, last year, Great House, it felt kind of like just like a just kind of stuck there. You know what I mean? Like it just felt yeah. like, like the story is supposed to be that like, Oh, they have a movie, a, a theater here. And then, you know, earthquake happened and everything collapsed, but it looks literally like they just stuck a facade in a parking lot. And yeah. I think obviously there's logistically there's, it's, it's not as easy to prevent that from happening. Cause like, obviously mm-hmm. what, what are they, what are they going to do? Like they got to build it somewhere, but I think yeah. if maybe they, expand a little bit on the facade and make it a little bit more encompassing. So as you get up to it, it makes you feel more like you're kind of going into a world than it's kind of showing up to a, a random theater plucked in the middle of a, of a back lot. So I, I, obviously we're not, we're not, you know, creatives when it comes to universal, but like, you know, I think there's maybe ways that could potentially improve on that a little bit, but Again, I'm not here to like really go into in depth because I'm sure some people are like, well, it's not that big of a deal. I don't, I don't think it's a big of a deal, but I think for us, it's, you know, I, I, I've heard from people too in the sense that like they don't quite get the story, especially of originals from the house itself. Like, you know, like I've talked to some people who's like, I don't, I don't know how you have time to pick up on a story. Like I, I'm just too busy. So focused on the scares and that sort of thing. So yeah, you're right. I think that maybe if they have some people kind of, prepare you with some of the backstory as you're going in um, that you don't get unless you take a tour or you do something like that, where they kind of give you a little more information on what the story is. Uh, And that could be simple as like not necessarily having a scare actor, but like just post some backstory online. You know what I mean? Like I think that they do do that occasionally, but it's not like all the time. Yeah. And even like, maybe it sounds like a little below HHN's level, um, but like if they had like filmed trailers for like the houses and and projected the trailers f- like for the house by the house on your way leading up so you could like you got like a 5 minute you know 3 to 5 minute video showing you like exactly what you're walking into and not showing you the stuff but like just explaining the story of it um well they could do like you know would be fun 80 style trailers for the originals like we're not talking the yeah. IP stuff but yeah like, you know, they already, like I said before, they already project like event commercials on the wall. So why not, instead of doing that, like film some basic, like corny 
cheesy 80s style um, trailer, like you said, for the original that you're going into. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. So that's something that I had I had in my mind. Um, I have two that are sort of grouped together. So we'll kind of go to those. And, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier. And that's like the food and uh, beverage aspect of things. Um, so one would be, I, I would think would be pretty easy because SeaWorld did it with Hollow Scream. And they did a really good job with it. And it was like themed indoor bar areas. So instead of just having a bunch of beer tents, you know, you can keep all the beer tents, but there has to be some indoor area that you could convert into a a bar, which will have full service, you know, draft, mixed drinks, stuff like that. But they're, they're themed, you know, at Hollow Scream, they had like a, a vine themed bar because it was by that house. And then in the front, they had this other themed bar with like, like dancer people and it, it was it was just fun i think that there's a way that hhn could I- include this into their event uh, whether it be in one of the little restaurant areas that they just kind of flip overnight yeah. and it's you know the theming doesn't have to be super elaborate but like you know an indoor themed bars is something that they're missing i think yeah, and there doesn't have to be a ton of them but you could pick a, few, a couple nope. different houses and do that now i think that Along the lines of what you're, what you're talking about, I think that Universal has kind of discovered that it works. After last year, they kind of learned that like the food and the theming of the drinks and the food to the houses actually is a good thing. It definitely, it I think it bumps up people's desire to buy food and drink while they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it's like when it's just a, like you said, just a beer tent or just a food tent and they sell the same six items at every one. Uh, I think that kind of doing what they did with Mardi Gras and doing what they did with Halloween last year, uh, I think that they learned that it's a thing that they should do. And I think you're going to see improvements upon that in subsequent years. So I think this year we're going to get the same thing, but maybe more in depth. I think we're, I think we should, I I would hope that we get more food options. Um, And not to say that like, they were lacking last year, but I think there were certain things where they were kind of just there. So like, like the, the donuts one where you can get like the little soft donuts, like that wasn't really far. I could tell as far as I could tell, really themed to anything in particular. Yeah. Um, I think that they need to maybe fall. They need to kind of like go further into that, like the like theme it more and offer more unique options, more unique drinks too. like, don't just do like one or two different drinks and be in that, and that be it. Like, I think they really should do more, themed that like themed drinks and that sort of thing. Uh, and then the bar thing would be cool too. I just, they have to find the right place to do it. Like there's not a lot of existing inside bar areas outside of like Finnegan's, I think. So like, I don't know how yep. many they have, but they could totally do like a pop-up bar. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be like, anything like that. Isn't like you just build it on wheels so they could wheel it in. And then yeah. at, you know, that night they can dress it up inside of like a specific because there's so many like inside restaurant areas that don't have bars that you could put them in like a pop-up thing inside of it and like do it up yep. in Halloween decorations for the night and then obviously it, hide it and break it down for the night. Yeah, morning. but even like if it's like fairly generic, you know, Halloween decorations other than like the actual you know bartenders, um it would work for the daytime too, just like having it themed up Halloween. Just like mostly yeah. the stuff is themed up for Christmas. Right, exactly. Um, and then the other aspect of the food and beverage, and uh, someone's had suggested this, and I had this on my list too, and you had mentioned stuff like uh, Mardi Gras, um, and that would be implementing some sort of lanyard uh, program, and much like 
they've done at other other times at their park where it's you know a pre-purchased lanyard um for like 10 food items or 10 drink yeah. items or whatever and you get a yeah, punch yeah, every yeah. time so that way you end up paying for like nine things and you get the 10th for free it's it's yeah, definitely it's, a, a repeat right. offender benefit yeah like you've mentioned you've mentioned SeaWorld as an example and SeaWorld does that just normally like they have a food program where you pay for you know the day and then you can get like food based off of whatever their menu is for that particular program every hour like each person can get a can get you yep. can get a, some sort of meal item so i think that would be a great idea do something where like tie it into the tickets like you can buy just a standard ticket and then obviously buy food and drinks as you would normally but then like also add an option to include you know kind of like how disney does the dining plan but better like mm-hmm. anything is better than than the disney dining <laughs> plan so like they could easily improve upon that and do it just for you know halloween horror nights i mean obviously it's something they should consider for the theme park but that's a different discussion altogether but for yeah. halloween the horror nights they they could easily do like you know all right well here's your standard frequent fear pass or your standard one night park ticket for it or whatever but then you add in the food option for an extra 20 30 bucks or whatever and then you get like you know two drinks and six entree items or whatever and a few snacks or something like that um, yeah you get it's it great, stamped yeah. at the stands yeah, or just, I mean, just have it tied. Or it's just a credit or it's just a credit or whatever, and then it just comes yep. off your ticket for the night. So I think that's a great idea. Um, I mean, they have the infrastructure to do it. I think that's my point. Like, that's, <clears throat> of all the things that we've talked about so far tonight, I think that's one of the easiest things they could implement. Yeah, so they, they already have idea. the standard. Yeah, everything, um, they have everything ready there to go. You have your app, you have your tickets that done online, that sort of thing. And of course, like you said, you can you, they can give you lanyards and things like that. Um, so yeah, they have, they have it built in to almost do it. And maybe it's something they've considered, but I think it's something they should consider doing. Um, now my last (laughs) improvement is pretty outlandish. Um, it combines something that we've sort of been recently, but I also pulled this idea from spooky world, uh, which we've talked about in the past. Um, and in, in that sense, it kind of combines that with what they do during these concert um, themed nights like Mardi Gras. They have some some bands play and food and wine. They have bands play. Wouldn't it be cool if they had in I'm sure one of the warehouses, the, the parade warehouses or one, maybe not parade warehouse, but one of the um, sound stages set it up for like autograph signings, kind of like how Spooky Empire does it. And you could have horror celebrities brought in there for like a signing event and it's a, a, a separate ticketed thing you can purchase um you know you can wait in line and they'll let x amount of people in at a time x amount of people out um and it can rotate people so you can have certain people during certain weeks um and it would probably i think a lot of people would fill that area and it would pull people away without taking the time to build an, another house but it would draw people to a, a house area um and like you can you know it can you can pay like you know 20 bucks to enter or something like that maybe and then the celebrities have their own prices or something like that but it does have to be like an additional cost kind of thing um and you can have like i'm, I'm sure you could draw some big names like spooky world back in the day did this and they had like elvira there obviously it was a much small smaller scale thing so like if you went you probably saw her but it, i think enough people would be interested in it at the event that they would go and I mean, if they're not interested they don't have to go you know it's 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 an additional cost and you could pull some big names i would expect and like i said you could rotate yeah i don't really have a whole lot to you know 
play devil's advocate on that one. Like, I think it's a good idea. I, I don't know if like they're trying to not be super convention like, but like you yeah. could definitely do that. You could have a specific area designated as kind of like a meet and greet area and, mm-hmm. you know, have people come in every, you know, every cut, you know, obviously maybe not, not every night, but like you could just say, Oh, you know, this, you know, this weekend only like, you know, September 21st to the 23rd, you know, we're going to have so-and-so here from, yeah. you know, your favorite Halloween movie, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, you could add in like, you know, a separate ticketed type event for that, like a wristband you buy up front when you get there or whatever, if you want to, or you can buy it ahead of time. Um, or, you know, just do it where like, you know, you get in line and you wait. And if you happen to be lucky enough to get there quick enough, you pay for the meet and greet, whether it's an autograph, a photo, whatever it might be. And, and, you know, do that. I mean, I think that's definitely a good idea. Um, I don't know how much it, for me personally, I don't know how much it improves the event. I, I think to me, it, I could take it or leave it. Like you kind of said, there'll be certain people that just won't, won't care. And I, that's probably going to be me. Like, unless it's somebody huge that like I have to meet, but like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's, I, I'm, I, it's more for me. It's like more surprising that they haven't done something like that. Like, I feel like they would have thought of that in some way, some capacity, um, in the past, but maybe they're just so, they're so busy with everything else that they're already doing that 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 would be like the last thing they're thinking about. But with, with so many, like, with so many like themes they've built around the last few years of whether it be musical artists or, you know, movies of some kind you would think that they would bring in some, you know, B tier, <laughs> some like supporting actors and that sort of thing that were in the, that were in the film, but who knows? Yeah, and you could even put this over in like blue man group, right? Like it, it could be outside of the park. Um, and you know, it would still be tied to like, you know, how yeah. horror nights, whatever. And, that could be how you pay your extra ticket and get in that. You go over there for it's, you know, during yeah, certain yeah. hours or once a week or something like, yeah, or just or like Halloween like weekend free event type stuff, like show up yeah. before the event starts and, you know, go meet Julie, Lee, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis or something like that. Like I can see that happening. That, that, that's actually for me that that makes more sense than having it be during the event. Like, at, yeah. like, like in the park, like I could see it being just outside the park separate ticketed event prior to to it opening or whatever kind of like how the tours are yeah yep something like that but that was my last uh my last idea i I liked all these i mean obviously i did because there are ideas but i think i think there's a handful that like logistically and like I, i think these could work some of them at least um some more than others but you know like the like we talked about the, the lanyard with the food mm-hmm. um expanding the the scare zones a little bit more with more show elaborations i think these are like realistic things that could yeah i think th- could happen most of them are realistic there's a couple that are a little over the top but i think for me like just to start or or for me like the easiest improvement would be include the food lanyard that we talked about improve or keep improving on the theming of the, of the Mm -hmm. food and drink. Um, and then, you know, the, add the show elements, add some more, add some more variety as far as that's concerned when it comes to the scare zones or outside of the houses, just give people more of a reason to break up doing a house after house after house. Like you got to give people a reason to not run from one house to the next. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, we haven't really decided what we're talking about next week because we've mentioned this in the past that this is just like our crazy time. We can't really, you know, we can game plan what we're going to talk about in December because we're not worrying about announcements dropping. Uh, so we're pretty much yeah, up well, in the air. We're going to do our best to scramble for something if we don't hear any announcements, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're coming that, soon. I'm hoping, but we'll hear something tomorrow night, which would give us something easy to talk about. But yep. um, if not, like in the next week or so, I hope I hope we start hearing some rapid fire drops and that sort of thing so i'd i'd imagine something's got to be coming i mean we we are getting close and i'm not the like antsy type i'm not like worried that we haven't heard anything i'm just kind of on the edge of my sheet my my sheet my seat knowing that we are right around the corner from some stuff coming out like it's just it's bound to happen we're we're a hop skipping a jump away from august and we're at that point where we're just just over a month before it opens so Yep. So, well, until next time, this is Nick. This is Seamus. Happy haunts. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a type of one bit scared. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check them out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.